Yeah, so I think there's a lot that um, crypto means to the world and how it's going to change the world and a lot that uh, people don't really know about per se. And it's happening whether at this point, it's happening whether you agree with it, whether you believe in it or not. And mm -hmm. we're, I think we're at the beginning of <clears throat> a huge, huge uh, revolution that's going on behind the scenes. So I kind of want to be able to explore that and talk to people that know way more than I do about it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just bring to light some of the things like the philosophy behind it and what, what it means to somebody that even doesn't have own any Bitcoin or anything. Somebody that is just trying to live their life. And, you know, what, how is that going to change their life? And um, things such as that, you know, like how is this going to affect the whole world? <clears throat> and uh, how is it going to affect our day-to-day -day lives, you know, in the future? Because money is, in, is everything, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> money yeah. is, uh, it surrounds our life from when we wake up to when we go to sleep at night, you know? So if we have money 2.0, as some people are calling crypto, I want to know how money 2.0 is going to affect me and, you know, how it's going to affect everyone around me. So that's kind of the goal, you know, using it as a learning experience for myself and then any, if anyone wants to tune in they can tune into conscious yeah. crypto yeah conscious crypto i like that <laughs> yeah and I, I think you know that's that's something that gets lost i know i find myself getting lost in that and in you get lost in the trading and the charts and the announcements and partnerships and and all of that but you you do lose the philosophical slant um which that's what brought me into it you know it's yeah. it's all the the it's all the the culture and tribalism that like i can get caught up in if i'm sitting there reading on twitter or whatever um you know the biggest thing that i i find myself uh um getting kind of dragged into but then kind of like getting over it is the whole like bitcoin maximalism right and like do you ever see much about that do you know what i'm talking about yeah like the cult behind bitcoin Right. And, and like the idea that like every other coin, every other asset, every, like there will be nothing but Bitcoin and people will, you know, that's yeah. it. And like those people make a lot of sense and the philosophy behind it makes sense. I just like, I always have to step back from that and be like, okay, the other stuff's going to be around too, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think, I think the reason for that is that that's how, uh, like important Bitcoin is and how it has this ability to like, it's different. It, it looks different depending on who looks at it, you know? Mm. And, and it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, like, uh, I can't think of the word anthropomorphic comes to mind, but that might not be right. But anyway, it's, it's just like always changing and I can oh. always look at it. I can look at it and a different light and listen to some people and be like, holy shit, they're right. Like there isn't going to be any other money at all. Like everything's going to be Bitcoin, you know, but then I can look at it and be like, oh, it's like, you know, a backing for the new crypto economy, you know, and that the stock market's going to go away and everything's going to be tokenized and they're going to be valued in Bitcoin and not dollars. But there's all these other coins that are going to, and projects that are going to do stuff. Mm. And 
when I step aside, like that seems more realistic, but I can totally zoom in on Bitcoin and, and get into that. Like, holy shit. No, there's, it's not worth having any other coin and, and it's not worth having dollars. Like you should just be, you know, a hundred percent in on just Bitcoin um, and work for Bitcoin and, and earn Bitcoin and, mm-hmm. you know, transact in Bitcoin and stuff like that. Like I can easily get in that mold, you know? And, yeah. um, and I think the philosophy behind that, is the same that makes people, um, uh, I don't know how much you've seen of people like talk about, you know, gold bugs or whatever, like people that are really into, um, into storing gold or, or precious metals and like burying them in their backyard or whatever. Um, it's that philosophy of like being so scared by how complex and intricate and manipulated and fake the economy is and like kind of always has been because of the central bank. And that fear has created, you know, kind of a libertarian philosophy in people that they, they're like, you know, I don't want to have money in a bank at all. Like I want to hold my money in and I want it in something physical I can touch, you know? And those people see completely eye to eye with Bitcoin maximalists. It's just the differences that the Bitcoin maximalists have also noticed what you mentioned before the revolution going on behind the scenes and um you know it what that is is a transition to the information age which yep. is what like it's hard like it's it's hard for non-internet native generations to like picture like a physical thing doesn't matter you know yeah. like it, it like digital does matter yeah exactly. and you know, that's that's the biggest like philosophy, whether it's Bitcoin or crypto that people need to realize if they don't have it is like it's not going away. The innovation and all the advancement is towards this stuff, towards blockchain, towards crypto, towards encryption in general, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I've noticed, too, from the I mean, I'm not an expert, but from the research that I've done, I'm just like the more and more I learn about it, I'm like, whoa, oh, oh, this is big. This is going to change the world. There's no going back. The cat's out of the bag now, you know, there's no, there's no, like, now that we know the technology is here, I don't think we can just simply go back to fiat um, currency. And, you know, there's no like, all right, Bitcoin's not going to work or blockchain technology isn't going to work. From what I've, from what I've uh, researched, I'm just like, okay, this is, this is it. Like this, this is the next step of Mm -hmm. where money is going to go. So I think what I want to ask you, dude, is like, what do you, what would you say, what, you know, a very basic premise, what is money and why is money uh, important? You know, why don't we do bartering anymore? Why don't I trade cows and goats anymore? Like what, what is, what is money in our society? Why is it important? And why is Bitcoin a better version or any cryptocurrency, a better version of the money that we have now? Well, I think that money is a physical representation of the energy that is value. Um, Like, you know, I kind of believe that, you know, everything in the universe is, is energy and, and matter. Right. You know, but like science would just say like the only energy there is, is the stuff we've observed. Well, I think there's a lot more energy out there than what we think we've observed or what we, can observe to this point that impact us and influence our lives. You know, I, I, I think, uh, spirit is that, you know, um, uh, 
that we we touch that energy and really you know harness that energy through meditation or or you know uh religious belief or uh psychedelics or you know all that 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 i think that's what enlightenment is is really just kind of like harnessing the energy of spirit Mm -hmm. um uh, i think that uh, music is energy you know i think um uh, like that's a universal energy. Like I think if we found aliens or aliens, meditate, they would have music too. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. like an, just an energy that's, that's in the universe. But I think value is that as well. Um, and money um, is how we represent that. Um, as in you work, you, you represent value, you, you get money. Right. Um, or like you mentioned, bartering would be, um, you know, we used to barter because uh, one person was a, a, a farmer and they had something and another person was a, a craft, you know, artisan or whatever. And so you would uh, trade milk for a, a basket that someone made or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so the barter system works um, in like small, you know, hunter gatherer or villages or, or whatever. Um, but as we get um, into larger and larger societies, um and interact on a day-to-day basis with people we may not know or don't live in the same village or whatever like that's where we needed to get this thing called money to like take the value that we um earned or demonstrated in our uh direct sphere of influence and carry that to another area you know basically like and and for a while that was salt uh for a while that was um uh but but then that there was a problem with salt being currency because if it rained, you lost all of the, the value mm-hmm. you had stored up, you know? Yeah. There was and many different things that were currency yeah, over time, right. right? Shells, seashells, stuff like that. And, and, mm-hmm. and so we settled on gold and gold has just built up this importance for 5,000 years or whatever, um, as a way to, uh, store and, and, and exchange value. And, up until the information age, um, that that really was the thing. Like, no matter what governments rose or fell, like the one constant thing that people respected as value uh, was was gold. And I think as we've moved into the information age, it was bound to happen that a digital version of that that could that wasn't bound by um, the same laws of physics as gold uh, would emerge as a better option. And I think that's Bitcoin. You know, it it, it, it may not continue to be, but it currently is. Um, and one reason I think that is, is like I mentioned before about like gold bugs. When you hear a Bitcoiner debate a gold bug, they they go right up to the point. Like Peter Schiff, if anyone's ever uh, seen him on on on. Twitter or anything like that. He just can't get over that part in his head that like digital shit matters. He always brings it up like Bitcoin's not real. It has no purpose. It's like an MP3. And that's such a like base level view of how the digital world um, relates to us now and going forward and how it will increase to, you know, like if someone thinks the digital files don't matter, okay, then, then throw your phone in the pond without backing it up and tell me that you're cool with that. Like, like, you know, there's nothing physical on there, like, or whatever, the the phone's physical, but all the stuff that you lose, like, I mean, so, um, 
It's a good metaphor. So bi- yeah. So so Bitcoin has all of the um, outside the government, uh, you know, getting away from fiat, all the inflation fears, deflationary nature, the security. It, it has all of the same stuff as gold. It's just not physical in the same way. And so people can't wrap their heads around that that doesn't matter as much anymore. And in yeah. fact, I think digital is going to start mattering more. And um, like, you know, for instance, like take like a teenager or whatever, it's probably less emotional. Well, it probably would bother them less if you punch them or, you know, someone at school beat them up or got in a fight with them in the physical world than if they online bullied them, you know, like the, <laughs> the digital world is becoming more important. And so I think that Bitcoin yeah. will kind of um, become more of a better store of value, a more useful store of value um, and possibly, you know, a more long-term store of value uh, than, than gold. And yeah. so, Basically, I don't really know what money is, but if it is, if, if gold is money, then I, I, I don't see why Bitcoin isn't going to be money as well. You know? Yeah, exactly. As we move further and further into the matrix, into this, this digital, this digital world, like you said, it is literally like we're being surrounded by everything is computers, you know? I mean, money yeah. is computers right now. It, yeah. it is on computers you know we who uses cash anymore really other i use right. cash to get a haircut and buy drugs <laughs> that's like we don't yeah we don't it's already digitalized so i think bitcoin is the is the obvious if everyone just sees that it's already digital there's already it's already not real <laughs> so yeah. we need a way to create some kind of backing out of it right so people can't just create it because like you I mean, Bitcoin, from what I understand, or any cryptocurrency, you can't just create it out of thin air. Like it is, even though it's not a thing that I can touch and not a thing that I can, you know, give to you physically, it's it's still, a, it's like a process. It's still a something that had to be done. You know, it's the yeah. mining process. We don't have to get into the technicalities of it, but there's still, there's still value in what, it actually is you know kind of like in the same essence of gold i don't actually why why would you say gold had value in the first place like why why did they decide gold well well two two things um one and the same thing that that would make me also always lean towards bitcoin being the top is is proof of work um and so uh and we can get into that a little more but the, the second thing uh, of why gold had value like dude i don't know it's just part of that energy whatever that energy is of value the 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 interplay between the matter and energy in gold creates a resonance that just fucking speaks to the heart of humanity you know yeah that's interesting i mean i mean Something like i've i've say i was digging in the ground right i've seen lots of crazy cool rocks or whatever if I found a nugget of gold in the ground, I don't need the history of the human culture saying, hey, that's valuable to tell me, hey, this is special. Like, yeah. I would be like, holy shit, what the, what is this? It's like heavy. And like, I don't know if you've ever held like a, a you know, a big chunk of gold in your hand, but it's, it's, it does something to us. It does yeah. something to our fucking aura, man, you know? And, <laughs> and like, 
you know, I've seen, I've seen, uh, you know, conspiracy theory, ancient alien type stuff of, yeah. you know, the Anunnaki like made us genetically to mine gold because it, you know, runs their world or whatever. Like maybe that's possible. I don't know. Maybe. I could go down that, that rabbit hole. I can't <laughs> say it's not possible, you know, um, but, but, uh, there's just something about it. Um, so that physical component, I don't think gold's going to be useless. I just, I think it's upward trajectory potential of value to the human race is either going to stagnate at best, uh, decline at worst, but it will not outpace that of Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, oh, so to go back to the proof of work, um, you know, prior to that that term being used to to mine Bitcoin and uh, other crypto, I think it was used before Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin like utilized that idea. But regardless, um, you know, anything that can't be made out of thin air that has value, whether that's gold or any kind of good or commodity or anything like that, you know, it has to be extracted from the ground. Um, well, let's take oil, for instance. You know, one reason oil has value and and it will always go up in time is um, until we either don't have it anymore or don't need it, um, which, you know, I don't see happening. I think it will run out of it before we don't need it anymore. Um, all of the, the infrastructure that has to go around getting it out of the ground, uh, that has to go around refining it and creating all these things, shipping it to gas stations, creating gas motors, all of this stuff around, or all of this infrastructure that costs money creates that value. And as all that stuff needs more money over time and people need more oil over time and there's more people, more cars, more driving, like the value just goes up. And so you can find proof of work in, in every, every other, you know, industry. And it's what makes the value go up more and more people need it. It costs more and more to make it. Um, and that value uh, is stored in whatever it is you're talking about by uh, that proof that there was work to create it. You know, mm -hmm. and so if you take that to Bitcoin, that's why, like, you know, there's so much talk about, you know, the energy usage um, needed for Bitcoin. Right. And that it just needs more and more over time as there's more of them and more transactions and more, you know, people adopting it uh, and it gets harder to mine. Um, well, so, yes, that's true, but it's kind of worth it. If, if Bitcoin is going to be all the things that I've mentioned, and it is going to be as important for humanity and the, and the economy going forward, um, it, it's kind of worth that electricity usage, you know? And because that much energy had to get used to create it, that much value had to get used to create it, it's going to store its value better than another crypto that they're just like, hey, I started this crypto. Here's 500 million of them. I'm mm -hmm. airdropping them if you hold this much. And yeah. then it's proof of stake. So if you hold them in your wallet and lock it up for a long time so that you can't take it out, well, then you're going to earn, so, you know, so like those proof of stake systems with pre-mines, like they, they may they may work from a speculation nature, but there's no reason th for that value to be stored. It makes um, sense, yeah. Yeah, so the proof of work 
is it i like to look at it this way like um the the christmas lights these these lights behind me or whatever like stupid lights that use a lot of energy but especially christmas lights they use a lot of electricity maybe it's only for a month out of the year in you know certain parts of the world but they use a lot of electricity for like no reason it's gone it just is light that just goes off into the ether right you know mm -hmm. and so but bitcoin is taking that energy and it's storing it in a unit of value that is going to appreciate over time it's going to you know think of the course of a hundred years one bitcoin that's mined and how how many kilowatts it takes but think about over a hundred years how many lives that one bitcoin is going to change as it's changed hands and you know done whatever mm, that's it's kind of worth that energy expenditure expenditure yeah. you know yeah. i mean that that's bitcoin's true. going to ruin financial lives it's going to be a kingmaker it's going to be <laughs> uh you know uh, a mortgage payment it's going to be you know it's, it's going to be all of these things in a hundred years mm. to yeah. where you know I, I i mean i don't know the equivalency of how many christmas lights that would take <laughs> but i i don't think my neighbor's christmas light array is going to affect thousands of lives potentially over a hundred years you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard for people to visualize that because like we said before it's not actually a thing so how, you know, it's like, cause that humans are visual creatures. We like physical things. We like seeing and feeling things. So it's hard to, to actually put that in our heads. Like what is this one Bitcoin or half a Bitcoin, whatever it is going to do for people? You know, it's, yeah. it's, I think it's the, the problem is because it's not actually like if, if Bitcoin had like a representation in a physical form, um, which wouldn't even make any sense really. But like, if it did, then people would, it would be like, oh, of course, like that makes more sense. And I think that's why gold makes more sense to, you know, older folks, because that's just what we're used to. And, you know, older people aren't really used to um, this whole, this idea of money on the computer. So I think, uh, you know, as time goes on, we'll slowly start to understand what it means, but we're, we're in the, we're still in the beginning stages, obviously of this whole, revolution but as time goes on we'll start to realize what it actually means to mine a bitcoin and what it actually means to have that proof of work and what that value entails and like you said how many lives that can change and you know what goes up what actually the whole the, the whole mining process is and what the blockchain is and what that represents i think slowly but surely we will uh start we will get there but um yeah, I think we're, I think it's because we're in the beginning stages now, you know. Oh yeah, I I mean it's so early, but I think that we like we've hit a period where like we've we've gone far enough into the information age now that like it's all rolling downhill now. It's all exponential growth and understanding by like you know the the zeitgeist of humanity now will understand these things quicker and quicker and quicker you know yeah. like i mean every generation understands technology quicker and um you know like like my kids for instance like they 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 will just i'll sit there trying to change the settings on my son got a new monitor you know and like i used to be good at that but like I don't know, like stuff has changed and like, I couldn't get the, the right um, resolution and it looked wonky, you know? And he was all upset because I didn't just know how to do it. And like, I was like, I don't know, dude, we'll call your uncle and he'll come, you know, do it or whatever. And then like, I went away and like 10 minutes later, he's like, I fixed it. 
And he was like, <laughs> gotten on a discord about this, asked and like, you know, it's just like information to reach out for information and just learn and figure it out. Like it's just every generation understands it and figures it out quicker. And um, I, I mean, I think with, with regards to Bitcoin mining, I think we'll just get to a point where people will see Bitcoin everywhere. They'll see like the availability to have it in their bank account or on their, you know, their, their bank's website, or they'll just see it everywhere. And it'll just be kind of like this just thing. And they won't, they won't really care about, about the energy, you know? And once it becomes a big enough part of the economy, like all of the negativity about the, um, the energy usage will go out the door or it'll become an us versus them political debate and nobody will ever do anything about it. You know, like right now, like everybody that hates Bitcoin goes after it because of the energy usage and none of them understand it. But the only people that fight back are the people that have Bitcoin or, or, or like it, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that's what I think will happen is that like, they won't do like the, the mining is going to continue to develop like, and maybe it'll get more energy efficient, but I, I, I kind of think it can't, I think that's like to go back to what I was saying, like, I think it needs to be hard. It needs to use energy. Yeah. Um, but I just think the media will handle it completely different. And it'll be the kind of thing where like liberals, you know, that don't have Bitcoin bitch about its energy and, uh, uh, conservatives will be who we who don't have Bitcoin will be like you know mine baby mine you know like it'll it'll be like yeah they'll cheer it on because it's part of the economy and it means jobs and it means you know independence or or whatever yeah um, well unfortunately those people are gonna that's just that's their loss if you don't it, like I said you can't not believe in it or believe in it like there's El Sav- El Salvador literally adopted it what last week two weeks ago as legal oh, tender. And- yeah, and that's going to I mean, I've already seen a bunch of other countries and and that, so that's crazy. Another comparison between Bitcoin and gold is I don't know how long it took gold to become you know recognized by a government, right? Yeah. Um but it took Bitcoin 13 years and I imagine that's quicker than it took gold, you know. Oh yeah, and um, it's just going to be exponential from now on too. Like once yeah. out now like you said other countries are doing it and we only, and we're in the US right now, right? We're a little biased because the whole world um they use USD. They use the US dollar. So obviously if you're in the US you're going to be like what that doesn't make any sense. We're not going to use that. But if you're in El Salvador, it makes a little bit more sense to, you know, want to use Bitcoin or a country like El Salvador to adopt a, a currency that isn't tied to the US dollar. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I mean, that's that's another thing when when I'm arguing with, you know, friends and family that don't get it and whatever um it's like you've got to change your perspective from an American or, or you know, uh, like a well-to-do nation. If you're from a good economy, like you don't understand it. In El yeah. Salvador, 70% of the people don't have a bank account. I don't know what percentage wow. of Americans don't have a bank account, but I don't know any of them. So I'm guessing it's lower than 70. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Definitely. I had a bank account before I, you know, was 13. Yeah, that's a you high know? number, 70%. 70%. And so, and that's the, that's the, that's the thing. Like the big thing that people don't seem to like realize is, is the, the, 
the 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 arc of evolution of human society is decentralization um and you know we already had taxi cabs that whole industry went down because of of uber and lyft you know and which is essentially decentralized um transportation Mm -hmm. um airbnb has like killed the the hospitality industry right and 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 that's a decentralized uh to some extent, I mean, it's centralized through a website, but but still, it's yeah. it's you know peer to peer hospitality. OnlyFans, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, all that, all the stuff, you know, all the stuff that like got changed by the pandemic and and the world, yeah. you know, going virtual, um, is all pretty peer to peer and decentralized. Bitcoin is decentralized bank, like it, and and so because of that store of value you know, it really has made it that you don't need a bank, you know, um, it's you going can be, to be at least right. Well, I mean, already, I think you could, you could navigate that, you know, it, you'd, you'd have a different life than most people and you would handle things differently and you, you know, um, whatever, but there, there is, um, the, you know, the same traditional financial instruments that we, um, enjoy being part of uh, Western civilization, uh, financial world. Um, all of those things are happening on Bitcoin using the lightning network and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and other cryptos and everything, um, to where you could navigate the world at this point. Um, as long as you don't have too much responsible financial responsibility, like, it, mm-hmm. like if you don't have a mortgage and kids and you know, whatever, if you're kind of a free floater anyway, like you could totally live your life, hundred percent in Bitcoin, as long as you had some way to earn it, you know, you, you can, you can save it and spend it without touching a bank at all. You know, mm-hmm. do you um, think in the future that we'll have, um, more incorporation into our society where like, if you're not, you know, this free floater guy, that's just, you know, living off of Bitcoin, like, you know, do you think we'll ever get paid in cryptocurrency or, you know, through, uh, markets like Ethereum or, you know, decentralized markets, like supposedly they're establishing and your people will be able to access of um you know investing through decentralized like DeFi as they call it um and we really aren't truly aren't going to need a bank account like we'll put it what i'm trying to say is like you think we'll i'll be able most people will be able to sustain the lifestyle that they're living now you know say have a mortgage have kids a regular job but also don't need a bank account at the same time yeah um so it depends on what country you live in. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like if you live in El Salvador, yeah, next year, <laughs> you're going to be able to do all that, you know? But, um, uh, but as far as for the bigger economies, there's a war that's going to get fought first because yeah. what has to happen for, you know, the, the, um, the reserve currency status of the dollar has to change before Americans are afforded that. I I think um, you're going to have to, you know, you could still have a mortgage and and everything, but you're going to have to use the bank as a go-between. We're always going to have that, that middleman. Um, Well, and I I won't even say you have to be that much of a floater, honestly. Um, As long as you don't mind paying the fees to go in and out of it, yeah. Like you can still save all of your money yourself in Bitcoin. I basically do that now. 
Yeah. You know, like I have other cryptocurrencies. I make some trades or whatever, but like that's all money that's just funny money for, you know, the same way someone has Robin Hood on their phone, basically, you know, with stocks, like that's whatever. But like I save my, my, you know, net worth in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I don't, I haven't sold it yet. And I don't think I will. Like I'm kind of a long-term hodler as they say, or whatever. Um, but to go back to what I was saying about like the financial instruments are there, the killer apps are being built. I don't know if you've messed around with strike, uh, but strike is like the, that that's the company that's like responsible for El Salvador kind of taking this plunge. And so uh, strike is like a Venmo or PayPal. Basically when you look at it, it looks, or square cash, you know, it, it looks very similar to those, but when you send to it, you can send stable coins, you know, dollar backed uh, or dollar denominated cryptos, um, Bitcoin or, um, uh, well, no, any fiat currency that they in, in countries, they, um, they support. And I don't know what that is. So, but it is always shown as dollars. When it shows up on your app, it's in dollars, Mm -hmm. right? And then if you send that dollars to a Bitcoin address, it'll come out Bitcoin. If you send it to a Bitcoin lightning address, it'll come out lightning Bitcoin. If you send it to uh, a stable coin address, it'll come out a stable coin. If you send it to um, a Bitcoin ATM, you can get it out as Bitcoin or as cash or, or whatever. Uh, so it's, it, it does all this. I I don't understand the technical component of it. Um, but it does this conversion behind the scenes, um, with very, very low fees. And it's apparently at least in the U S not a taxable thing. So if you wanted to, um, to sell Bitcoin or transact in it, you know, that app's already there to do that. And, and, and to do all those conversions without too much of a middleman other than this app, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's instant too. Like you don't have to wait at all. Uh, so that's going to continue to develop and, and stuff like that. Um, so the really big thing that that's a hurdle for not using it totally as your bank. And, and I just mean bank as, a, as in storing you know, storing yeah. your money and, and taking it out when you want and not having someone say, ah, no, nah, sorry, you know, and censoring that. Um, as far as like mortgages and, and all that, like, I think it's just it, much like El Salvador is a desperate, uh, not desperate, that sounds bad, but you know, they're, <laughs> they're not a very good economy. Like they got to do something. They don't have their own currency. They're just getting... Yeah raped by the usd inflation you know when when mm-hmm. when our when our gas you know or, or when our inflation goes up two percent it goes up 20 percent for them and like you know that's one reason 70 percent of people in that country don't have a bank is because they they live hand to mouth you know <laughs> like yeah. they don't need a bank they don't need to store anything yeah they don't own yeah. anything you know mm-hmm. and so like like so bitcoin will change that for them but um uh the the other thing is uh, or or for for like traditional finance to start u- utilizing the stuff that defi is uh or try to compete with them as far as yields and stuff like that it's going to take a desperate bank that needs to do something to try to gain market share and try to get out from underneath the central bank and 
you know, the regulation keeps changing for them to be able to do it. It's just going to take a bank to be like, you know, okay, we're offering this yield, you know, we're, we're, we're better than BlockFi. We're going to offer 10% if you keep your, your, your Bitcoin with us, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and once that happens, it's, it's off to the races of trying to, to fight for that market share. Mm. Yeah. So pretty much the other utilization of crypto is, you know, what, what a bank is you store your money or you either borrow store, your money, you, you, you either borrow your yeah. money, you either store right. it there for interest and you gain a little bit of interest or you borrow it and you know, the bank makes a little bit of money. They make a little bit off of what you borrowed, right? That's pretty much the basic premise of what a bank is. So yeah. that is, um, yeah, that's already being done in crypto right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the only thing that I see stopping from not completely, like from, from me personally, because I'm the same way. I, I don't have any savings in a bank right now either because like there's, why would I, you know? It's just kind of illogical when you kind of see what's happening with inflation, like you said. So, you know, the only thing that's stopping me from not having a bank account is that I literally have to, you know, I can't buy groceries <laughs> with Bitcoin yet. And, uh, you know, I can't get paid for my job in Bitcoin yet. And there's still like, there's still like ways of, of converting my USD into crypto. You know, I have to take that step first, but like until we get, to, when we get to that point where I can just say, Hey, uh, just pay me in some Bitcoin, you know, just pay me in some Ethereum. Or can I just pay you in some Bitcoin where I go to like uh, whole foods? I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to pay you in some Ethereum or Bitcoin or something like that. I'm not mm -hmm. well, like, why am I going to need a bank? And I think most people are going to realize that too. They're, they're going to come to the conclusion unless they, unless I, I can see you having a bank for people. They just want, they don't want to have to worry about it. They want somebody else to worry about their money or have some kind of insurance, you know, maybe, but I mean, if you're somewhat financially sound and you have, you know, some rational thinking in your head of some financial responsibility, I don't see why anyone is going to want to use a bank it's actually going to be more advantageous for you to not use a bank you're going to have higher yields like you said you're going to have you're going to gain higher interest on the money that you store in crypto um and you know uh, and i'm pretty sure i'm not 100 percent sure because i've never really done it myself but when you borrow from like is it BlockFi? you said yeah yeah is is it lower interest rates when you like say i borrow like a thousand dollars would that be like a lower interest rate than a bank right now like what's no. the interest rates like no, it's not. Do you think we'll ever get there? <clears throat> um, well, it's part, it goes into, you know, how the central bank is handling the inflation situation where they're always lower in the rate, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so money's cheap to borrow because they can print the fuck out of it and they want yeah. you to have it because see, this yeah. is the thing. Banks want you to borrow and block five. Everybody wants you to borrow because you're working to get a paycheck and you have to service your loan. You have to pay the interest rate and the principal back. And they don't even want you to pay the principal back. They want you to be late. You know, they want you, yeah, exactly. they want, they want more fees. Yeah, they want business. that money coming in that you're their proof of work, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. you got to work and pay. And, and so like, for instance, you know, one thing going on right now is, is, is home prices. Right. And like 65% of the homes being bought or at least bid up um, and creating this crazy high uh, home valuation in this country is uh, investment funds, like in hedge funds and stuff like that. Like uh, BlackRock is the, the biggest one. And so the reason is like they can write off whatever they spent on the home. And, and they get free money for, from, from, the, from the federal bank to, or from the central bank to, um, 
to take out a mortgage or whatever, or to borrow money to, to, to buy uh, homes and to buy, uh, you know, property. Um, but they're going to turn that around and rent that. And they're going to get that money coming in. We're the liquidity for the whole fucking system. They mm -hmm. can give each other as much money as they want to keep the whole shit show going. Mm -hmm. They need our payments. They need our overdraft fees. They need mm -hmm. our, you know, oh, I lost my ATM card. Okay. That's a $15 fee. You know, they need that shit. That's the real money in the system. So yeah. we're the proof of work, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and so that's the thing is like, when you really dissect what could happen, maybe not what will happen, but what could happen in a proof of work, Bitcoin based system, it will start to over a few generations, turn that whole culture around the, yeah. the credit, the credit culture. You know, and it's a big thing. I don't know how much you run across. Like a lot of Bitcoiners are Austrian economists, right? And, um, uh, you know, so from the amount of reading I've done on that and everything and podcasts I've listened to, I guess I would say I am too. And, but mainly because of like the, the core premise that I've taken away from Austrian economics is that you cannot build a house today with the lumber you plan to cut down tomorrow. And that's our whole economic system. It's all yeah. credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that's and, eventually going to catch up to us, right? That's, you can't just keep doing that. Well, so here's the other thing. And, and to use the housing market as the example, right? That's what happened in 2008 yeah. is they were taking people's mortgages and then the banks all, you know, the bank needs you to borrow money. They don't care about holding your money. Yeah. Like they can create their own money. They don't need yours to lend out to people, you know, back, back when, when money was money and gold was gold, like you did need a bank because it was safer to keep it there than at your house where someone could, you know, come in and hit you over the head and take your gold. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but then once money became, I mean, it's already been digital forever and, or for, you know, 20 years or whatever. Um, the bank doesn't need your money. They need you to borrow their money, mm. you know? And, and so, um, in 2008, you know, they, they got this whole other way to sell bonds and, 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 you know, have people try to give them money to invest in mortgages that people were paying. And then to get even more money back from the people that are paying the mortgages, they came up with the idea of like, you know, the, um, ninja loan was what it was called, which means no income, no job, uh, application. And, and, uh, so giving it out to people, right? Just giving it out. Like you don't have a job, yeah. you don't have income. Who cares? We'll give you a <laughs> terrible rate. Your, your mortgage, pay, you're never going to pay off the principal. We'll take the house back in foreclosure. And until, until that happens, um, you know, you'll be paying us money and you're the liquidity, you're the proof of work. Right. And, and so on top of that, people were, because that was such a bad loan and the rate was so high, that was really valuable for people to buy these, these mortgage backed securities um, that were sold as being like, it's someone's mortgage. Of course it's safe. But what they, you know, the, the rates crazy. They didn't like think about all oh, the rates crazy because these people are going to not pay after a while, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's how that whole thing unwound then. And then instead of letting the banks take the fall for that, and letting that economic hit come on them, the, you know, the government just printed more money and bailed them out and everybody got bonuses for doing that. Well, now we're heading into the same thing where the market is fucking crazy, just like it was then. Yeah. The difference is that the home price is um, being driven up to a point where, well, the ones that are being bought by people and not by investment uh, funds, um, 
who, who can put 20% down on a house anymore? Nobody. So when that happens, you have to pay what's called principal mortgage or private mortgage insurance, PMI. And what that is, is like a fund of everybody paying into it, you know, just like how insurance works, that when people, um, you know, lose their house, the bank's not out any money. They get the, they get the payout yeah. from, from, from the insurance plan that the people have been paying. <laughs> yeah. So e even if we have another 2008 crash, the banks are going to get their money, even if they don't get bailed out again because of the insurance payouts. Damn. For a house that they're going to take back too, yeah. you know? So like, they're going to get a double payday. They're going to get money when you're paying the payments, they're going to get money if you don't pay it and they're going to get your house and they're going to sell it again. And, and, mm. you know, it's, it's just a cycle where to like, I don't think it can crash. I, I think, I think it's, it's lulling everybody to sleep. You know, the free money era of just money everywhere. You know, how many people like thought, you know, well, I mean, look, everywhere's hiring, right? Because people, you could be a Dogecoin millionaire right now. Who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> like all you need is a cell phone and, and you can be rich. Yeah. And so I think we're just being lulled to sleep by that. And then we're going to wake up and realize like, I can't, I'm going to have to be grinding, hustling, working, whatever until I die. I can't save anything. This money yeah. is just so fluid that it just, it doesn't stay in any one place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to be hard for younger generations to own anything. And, yeah. and that can't get taken away. And Bitcoin is that one thing that like you can't own. And the only person that can lose it is you. Mm. There's not much left in that in the world that's going to be like that. Yeah. Wow. That's a good way to put it, man. So essentially what, what you just described is uh, the game that these banks are playing is essentially what, what it's doing is it's, it's making money that we use lose value. And the work that we do to earn the money, the proof of work that we are, it's making that the dollar essentially go less and less further than it used to. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's such a slow process that we're not even really seeing it happen. So yeah. the hedge against that, I guess, is like, you, yeah, it's, it's Bitcoin. It's so that, you know, we actually don't have to work three jobs, we, you know, and we don't have to sell drugs on the side to survive. That's a crazy way to put it. So it's, it's, it's really just, is there any alternative? Like Bitcoin is the, is the, it's like the fight against the system. I guess that's why I kind of called it like the revolution before, because it kind of is. It's the, it's the silent revolution that's going on behind the scenes so that the people can keep their power. Mm -hmm. oh. Well, Man. and, and I, I think the, the quicker that someone comes to realization, whether it's Bitcoin or not, the quicker that people come to the realization that the economic system is making life in general so fluid and temporary and like, yeah, just payment driven and not ownership driven yeah. the, that um, the quicker you chase things that are, you know, just kind of intangible. And, and even if you're not investing in crypto, investing in yourself, you know, learning skills and, 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 and feeling independent, feeling like an individual, um, you know, I think that's a solution. Uh, and I think like the more you think about that and the more you become, an individual, um, 
and as you're doing that and growing alongside Bitcoin is growing as well. Like you're just going to find it. You're going to bump into Bitcoin and, and you know, there's a saying in like, it takes three touches or three bumps into Bitcoin until like the light goes on and people are like, Oh shit. You know, um, <laughs> that's funny. And, and I, I think it just leads to that because that's honestly, you know, psychedelics kind of gate. Like, I, I mean, I, I totally attribute, uh, my realization of Bitcoin to, to a, a, a mushroom trip. Um, and, uh, but, but I was already heading down that road. I was already, you know, not voting and, um, just really mm-hmm. given up on, uh, the idea of a nation state in, in general, you know, like, um, uh, like I was already becoming, a sovereign individual. Right. And then, so I didn't, I didn't read the book, the sovereign individual till this year, but I felt like I was like the whole time I'm reading it. It's great. It's a great book. I don't, I don't know if you've, if you've seen people talk about it before. Um, It kind of, it was written in the early nineties and it kind of predicts Bitcoin And, and other people have too. There's, there's other like philosophers and economists that, that predicted, you know, that the world would move towards a Bitcoin like, store of value and, and, and means of exchange. Um, and the way that they put it in, in the sovereign individual, it's like they go, they, they call it cyber cash, but the way they describe it, it might as well, you know, just been Bitcoin. Um, and I, when I was reading that book, I mean, the whole time I was like, Oh yeah, I knew that. Oh yeah, I knew that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't too, um, earth shattering for me because I had already like made all those realizations about like that true happiness, true fulfillment comes from feeling like, and living like you're in control of your destiny, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, man. Because yeah, it's all, it's all relates, you know, when you, when you realize that, you know, money is, it's not, independent to like you said the journey that we are on this life it's you know if you are living in america or any civilized country and you're not living off the grid as a monk or something then yeah you're going to be tied to money so if you are do like you said you want to become that sovereign independent um you know individual that with a sense of i guess power maybe like a sense of just a sense of just not being tied to the system, not being a slave, you know, not, you know, some kind of sense of living freedom, I guess, freedom is the word, you know, and if you want some kind of sense of freedom, yeah, along the way, Bitcoin just seems like it's just an obvious answer to that, you know, or cryptocurrency just seems like the obvious answer to freeing yourself from the bondage of the system that we just described previously, and how it just continually is putting us deeper and deeper into the system. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested though. So you were, you were, you, you were tripping on mushrooms and then you had this, uh, actualization of Bitcoin crypto. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, and, and another reason, you know, my personal journey, um, I haven't made the video yet. I'm gonna soon, uh, and it'll be up on my channel, but, um, you know, for 15 years I was in just crippling credit card debt, you know, um, mm-hmm. I always managed, I, I played the balance transfer game and stuff like that, but, but it's always been this fucking, you know, thing holding back so much of my like mental and spiritual freedom. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is I didn't have financial freedom, and mm-hmm. and financial freedom could be. I'm. I don't mean like, oh, you're rich now or whatever. Like, uh, those monks that you're talking about, like they have financial freedom because like they're they're free of the the negative influence that uh, that that energy uh, of value has. You know, yeah, it's energy. <clears throat> yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, you can have a million dollars and still not be financially free. Yeah. It's how and, you relate uh, to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I spent so long being like the proof of work for these credit card companies and just paying and never getting over that hump and never paying it off, you know, and getting hit with all these fees and, and you know, whatever, like all this shit. I, I, I've gone through uh, collections and, and I have I had had an R9 on my credit report, which is refusal to pay. I, I like I, after dealing with collection so long, I was like, you know what? Fuck you and change my number and moved and all that, you know? So, so it's always been like this, <clears throat> this black cloud hanging over. And, and so like, I think a lot of psychedelic trips where I had a bad trip filled with, you know, existential dread and worry, like that, that was a, that was a component, right. That was, um, clouding that and, and holding me back and not letting me uh, break through as much as I probably should and, and could. Um, so mm-hmm. this one time I was, I was, you know, uh, just kind of having a mushroom meditation. Um, you know, I don't remember much else about the trip because like I, I decided to like, I, I felt that fear and anxiety of debt uh, creeping in. And like, I, I was just, you know, the, the whole like, you know, face your fears, see what they want from you. Uh, I just followed that instead of, instead of getting anxious and getting into a bad trip, I was like, all right, what's, what the fuck is this cloud? You know, let's swim through this cloud. Right. And it just took me on this visual journey, you know, with with, behind my eyes, obviously, um, of, uh, what, what money is, what value is, you know, and, and I saw, um, you know, like, vendors in like a Moroccan market bartering, like we were talking about. Uh, and then I saw like spice routes and, and I, I zoomed out to like the globe and I saw, you know, all the, the, um, uh, slave trade and, and, uh, wow. you know, just like the, the evolution of yeah. markets, of banks, of everything. I just saw it all build up, you know, over, a, <laughs> you know, hundreds of years on fast forward and seeing these networks grow and then seeing the networks, seeing the networks leave the earth and go up to satellites. And like, we, we expanded our network. Right. Uh And, and, and then like just saw this network grow and it's just this web getting built around, around the the world. I saw that was the internet and that, that increased the speed of these connections and everything. And then like all of a sudden I just snapped to, and like I said out loud, like the word was just there, like in my head. And I said, Bitcoin. And and <laughs> I was not into Bitcoin before that. The only, I knew what it was because I was tempted to try to buy acid on the dark web. And like, I Googled it and it said, you have to get Bitcoin. You have to download a wallet. You have to go, you know, and it was just like this confusing thing that I was like, ah, whatever. I'm not going to yeah. mess with that. Like, mm-hmm acid will come to me when it comes to me and like i don't need to do that and and whatever that's it i hadn't researched it anything other than to buy drugs online (laughs) but it's but but that 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 vision and that message i got was uh you know one of the top five light bulb moments in my life um and then like a fool you know i went down that route and uh um 
started researching how to buy it and invest it and then got into the shitcoin game game because i was you know i was like oh bitcoin's already 900 bucks like that's kind of expensive this stuff's a dollar you know um and so yeah so that was like 2016 uh i think i bought my first ethereum in 2017 and have been riding the roller coaster since then um and i've definitely followed that path of uh no coiner, uh, shit coiner, uh, Bitcoiner, you know, like I, like I <laughs> yeah. definitely did that. Um, and like I said, I still, I still have several alts that I, I trade frequently and move positions around and yield farm and, and, and I do a little of that. Um, and I, I don't hate on anybody that does. Um, b- but currently at this state, um, the only crypto that, uh, I feel has a potential to do all the things we've been talking about is Bitcoin. And, and I really think that's why that, that mushroom message was so clear about Bitcoin. I didn't, mm. I didn't snap out of it and say crypto, you know, <laughs> um, what about Ethereum? Yeah. I, well, so I, it's, it's worth speculating on. I don't think it's going anywhere, Yeah, but it doesn't have the same, decentralization security proof of work it it is not it is creating value through speculation it's not creating value through work and Mm -hmm. and i think that's a key component that like you really need to like get on the like electro physical level of bitcoin and understand that it is taking energy that that potentially and probably would be wasted and it is transporting it the value of that energy across space and time. And there's nothing else that does that. There's nothing else that does that. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Music does. Music does maybe, but (laughs) yeah. 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 To fully understand what Bitcoin is. Yeah. You actually do have to get to the fundamentals of it like that, you know, to actually, to like, to, to realize the value of what it is, is you have to like see it from an outside perspective on on the bigger picture of what it actually is on an energetic level. And when yeah. you can actually see it like that or somewhat see it like that, then yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Cause it is, like, like you said, it is just energy. It was just, it's just a transfer of, of energy into something. Right. Into value. But, but I look at it like this, right. Is that um, the only time that, that can even from, from a value financial investment level, the only time period that can even, relate to right now is is the dot-com bubble dot-com boom or whatever you know when the internet first came out and like people were like oh shit like commerce can totally move to the hyperspace um there was just this bum rush to do that you know and so and there's websites that came out of that like amazon that own the world now and there's websites like pets.com that uh don't exist anymore you know um and they were both of those were valuable just as valuable maybe pets.com was more valuable than amazon at one point i don't know uh i'd I'd have to look at that but still i look at like ethereum or you know uh cardano or whatever they're fighting to be amazon but bitcoin is the internet you know Mm -hmm. and but the difference is you can own a piece of it and if you could own a piece of the internet if you could own a piece of ww.com and you held it from 1990 
and it went up in value at the same rate of its adoption, like it, it would have been better to hold that than it would have been Amazon, even though Amazon was a good investment. Yeah. That's a good way to you know? put it. Uh, yeah. So it's like there, there's, I just don't see a crypto beating Bitcoin, but I don't see cryptos going to all of cryptos going to zero. Um, yeah. You know, Ethereum. Exist. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like uh, a, you know, they often say, you know, Bitcoin's gold, Ethereum, silver. I don't think it's like that. I think it's Bitcoin is gold 2.0 and Ethereum is oil 2.0. You know, like its value is going to be dependent on being the, the, the liquidity or the, the, the money of a system that everybody's using. But if people aren't all using the Ethereum network, then there's nothing to back its value other than its speculation. And something could overtake that at any point. Yeah. What do you think things like NFTs are going to fuel that? Well, NFTs um, are going to change the way investment and ownership is right. That like, um, I think the old school, like buying stock in a company is going to go away. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, like it's going to be hard to raise taxes to the level that's needed to support infrastructure. So I think smart government, smart um, developers and stuff like that are going to tokenize building projects. You know, you could issue um, 20,000 uh, NFTs for the new bridge and have it written into the NFT that uh, the tolls on the bridge are split among the people that own the nft Mm -hmm. um so that's that's a definite possibility of of what i think could happen say the eiffel tower falls into disrepair and they need to repair it they could tokenize it and sell twenty thousand nfts to raise the money to to fix it and then from there on you own a portion of the the uh eiffel tower and make a passive income from a profit sharing from the tours and stuff like that. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Damn. So that's definitely one thing that's possible. I, I mean, and it's used for art now. It, I think it's mainly used for money laundering at this point. Um, uh, you know, and there's a lot of scams and stuff like that, but the, but the potential in the future of what they represent, I think is more what I was just talking about, tokenizing real world stuff and, mm. and, and, uh, you know, sharing, uh, ownership, um, of something that previously kind of no one owned or just one big corporation or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, but, but I think for art, you know, I think it's great. Um, I think it can change music. Uh, you know, I think, uh, Kings of Leon's the only band that's done like a real album NFT now. Well, maybe there's more, but, but still the way they can do that, that they've, you know, gotten screwed by record companies and streaming services for so long. Um, I think that uh, doing the NFT model can be um, more, they can make more money for the art they produce by tokenizing it and uh, decentrally uh, distributing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know like the project Tezos is doing something with NFTs and music. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a while for that to shake out, but like that's, that's a legit piece of technology that, 
I think will be valued in Bitcoin at some point, but still is like, that's not going to zero against Bitcoin. You know, that's going to be valued in Bitcoin, but it's yeah. not going to zero against Bitcoin. So it's like, I, I don't buy any NFTs. I'm not getting involved in that market and stuff like that. Um, and I think like the fact that like some gifts or gifs or whatever have sold for millions of dollars and whatever, I think that's kind of nonsense and whatever, but Again, it shows how free money is right now, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, I wouldn't spend a million dollars on a fucking emoji, but whatever. <laughs> like, if people got millions of dollars to do it and they don't give a shit, and they know it's easy come, easy go, like, then, okay, then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the world's changing, man. It really is. Just stuff like that is just, just, it's just, you know, it's showing you that it's like, yo, this is, it's, it's happening. It really yeah. is. It's crazy, man. It really is. It's a weird time to be alive. Just all the yeah. shit that's happening and it's uh i don't know i'm just i'm just i'm glad that i can witness it and just kind of see it but it's slowly we're changing into this different kind of society you know yeah. like you said a more a freer society more sovereign but it's, i think on the other side like it's actually getting less free like if you're not if you're not taking advantage of this and you don't know anything about crypto you're actually going to become less and less free you're going to become more bogged down by the system and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, become more of a servant slash slave, whatever you want to call it. But if yeah. you take advantage of what's happening and you pay attention, then you'll be able to free yourself a little bit more and become the sovereign individual. But you have to be smart. You have to be conscious. You have to be smart. There's no choice. You have to either like you have to play the game and know how to play the game or you're just going to get played yourself. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. we don't yeah. have a choice at this point. But yeah, that's you have to be smart enough to do it. Yeah. That's what I'm coming to realize. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, the 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 river that is, you know, the 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 flow, like like Terrence McKenna says, you know, we're like hurtling towards the transcendental object at the end of time, right? You know, like we're all doing that. Yeah. If we let the flow take us, we're gonna be bouncing off the rocks and fucking, you know, we're gonna hit every obstacle on the way there that the, you know, if if we were if if that if that path towards the transcendental object at the end of time is is a, a whitewater uh, canyon ride or whatever, like if you're flowing through, you're just gonna be bashing off shit. If you're conscious and you're aware and you're watching and also learning, like how do we get here? You know, because everybody's exactly. just like, how do we get here? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is the central bank do? Like, you know, yeah. you're just born into it. Exactly. And if you and if you start like just finding out how we got here, see that some people got through it without banging off all the shit and be like, well, what path did they take? Mm -hmm. And how can I take that now? You know, it's all about consciousness and awareness and, and you're going to have a much more uh, pleasant hurtling towards the transcendental object at the end of time. You know, like you can't, <laughs> you, you can't get out of that path. I don't think, but um, yeah, like I, I just think uh, there's a much easier path that being aware and, and uh, knowledgeable um you know, you can, you can play the same game. That's, that's what's the, the, the revolution that is uh, crypto and, and the decentralization of finance and stuff is that um, it, it's easier for us to play the games that we didn't know people were playing before. Yeah, exactly. Evens out the playing field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so like, for instance, uh, we mentioned BlockFi, but, but a big thing, about um you know not um 
not selling Bitcoin uh, if, if you need cash, right, is, is to borrow against it. Um, and basically, as long as it continues to go up at the end of the loan period, you can just take out another loan, pay off the original one, and, and none of this, you have to pay any taxes, right? And you can just live off a loan every year with your collateral as this Bitcoin that's appreciating in, 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 um, uh, in value. Well, that's not something they created. That's what rich fucks like Donald Trump and, <laughs> and you know, all these like people that own all this crazy real estate yeah. and pay no taxes. You know, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, they pay no taxes because they have no income. They own all these shares of this and, and, and all these businesses and all these buildings yep. of insanely valuable stuff that goes up every year. And they just borrow against it and they don't pay any taxes. And they're just constantly getting a loan from a bank, you know, Don, like, a, yeah. And, and that's what they've done forever. And we weren't allowed to do that. But now we can. Mm. That's interesting, man. Yeah. When you put it like that. It's all yeah. a game. The system that we, we were thrust into, that we were put into. When you realize that it's a game, it has rules. You realize that you can, thanks to crypto, we know we can play the game ourselves. Yes, we can. Once you, but you got to learn the rules first. You got to kind of, like you said, do your research, become aware that of of what you have to do. You know, uh, you got to make a little bit of money. You got to work a little bit, and uh, and then yeah, we we have all the tools now to be able to be become the player player one we can play this game because it all it's just this money the system this financial system where it's just a giant game that's what i've come to realize i'm like, like you know over my realizations i'm like dude this is all just like this crazy game of numbers that we somehow got ourselves into from the bartering mm -hmm. system that we talked about before from like i'll give you two goats for one cow we somehow evolved over the years through through all different currencies and different nations we're in the system now that we're in yeah. which is extremely complicated but it's really not it, it is like there's a lot of different intricacies in it but in its essence it's actually really not that complicated like when you kind of know if you kind of know a little bit about it you're like oh it's just a game and if i know i can play it myself too and uh yeah i guess that's the biggest thing we can get from this combo, man, is just uh, we all have the ability to play this game now. You know, it's, it's we all have that power. We all have the ability to to have power because that's what I think money is too. Is it's it's power, in a way. It's it's it's, uh, it's power, power and freedom. They kind of go together. Right. It it can be both, and you can you can kind of choose which. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's two sides to that coin. You can have power over others or freedom from others through, through money. <laughs> yeah. It's um, interesting, man. And one of those takes a lot more money, by the way. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, I like that you you say it's a game because that's that was the biggest thing that started me towards like trying to be financially savvy. Uh, you know, prior to 2008, I, I didn't give a shit about money. I was like, whatever. And that's why I was in credit trouble. That's why I told credit card companies to fuck off and didn't pay. You know, it's like, whatever, you know, and but then when I got married and bought a house, um, we bought like at the top of the market and then it crashed like the, oh, yeah. a couple months later. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I heard everyone talk about the economy, the economy. And 
you know, I was like, well, whatever, at least we bought our house. And they're like, yeah, it's worth less than it is. And then when I looked into that, it was like, oh shit. So like, if I ever want to sell this house, I'm going to have to pay them to sell it. Like I now owe <laughs> yeah. more money than I, you know, have uh, yeah. in this house. And, but then I read all these articles about, you know, how uh, real estate uh, developers and, you know, all the, 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 the institutions and rich guys, like, you know, coming through the recovery from 2008, they made, you know, a record amount of money and grew their, their, uh, the top 1% wealth grew by whatever. And, you know, this is about the time that like the Occupy Wall Street movement started. And I was following a lot of that, you know, uh, information uh, from that. And that's the biggest realization I had from that was like, oh shit, this was all a game. And those dudes won and I fucking lost. And exactly. like, I didn't even know I was playing a game. Okay. Yep. What's this game? And then, so it's like, yeah, from 2008 till now, that's just been a big journey, you know, for me listening to fucking financial podcasts and YouTube channels and reading, you know, the theory of money and credit by Mises and, you know, books that were written in 1912. And, uh, mm -hmm. this one book I read, uh, um, uh, reminiscence of a stockbroker like i never would have fucking read books like that unless i thought it was a game and i was trying to read the instruction manual to that game <laughs> yeah and that's the difference man is because there's the awareness that it's a game and then there's the when you're unaware you have no clue because there's plenty of people that either way you're playing the game or the game's playing you we're, we're yeah. caught in the system either way so you either yeah. become aware and you learn how to play it or else you're just gonna be going through the system on the hamster wheel. You're the loser. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're either the winner or the loser or somewhere in between, I guess, or, you know, it depends on what you're doing, I guess. But yeah, I, I want to be the winner. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be the winner. I don't know about everybody else. But yeah, yeah. you because you you wanted to become aware. And I think that's the, the biggest step is, like, you know, when you become aware of what this is, this crazy reality that we're caught in, then you can start to take the reins. You can start to say, hey, I want to I want to live my life for me for the best that I can, you know, for have some kind of semblance of freedom. And uh, crypto, it seems to me, is allowing us to do that. As time goes on, it's allowing us to to have financial freedom to a certain extent, you know, to yeah. be able to and especially for people that aren't in the United States there. It allows them to enter that financial system, the global financial system um, without a bank account, like we talked about before. So it's even more important to people that aren't in the United States. And, right. Uh, yeah, and, that's, and those that's are huge. Yeah, and those are the same countries like the, the countries that are going to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender are the same ones. It's all fractals. Right. And they're the proof of work for the central banks. You know, like look at the Middle East. Like, why are they so fucking poor? Because we're taking all of the value that they've been sitting on and taking that value and dissipating it across the world. And we're taking it from a country that they don't have, you know, most of the people don't have bank accounts, but they also don't have cars or a need for oil, you yeah. know, but, but they are on top of all the oil that's there. And, and so we're taking all that value. I mean, there's also, you know, greed that comes into play with the, you know, the people that are making the money off of it. But, but still, um, you know, if you look at these countries that are going to adopt Bitcoin, they're countries that uh, they export a lot more than they get paid for and yeah. you know they just they're the proof of work like they're providing the stuff that everybody else makes money off of yeah yeah it seems like it's just creating a fairer system altogether ultimately it, it seems like that's what's it's the 
in the fundamentals of it, it's creating a fair way to conduct business and conduct ourselves and just again, going back to it, live a more sovereign life if you really want to. That's what it seems like it's it's trying to do, which is, man, like what is that gonna? What are the repercussions of that going to be for the powers that be? Like, you know, that's crazy, man. They because they they have to know these the powers that be, quote unquote, have to know, like what the what what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency means to their their influence in their sphere their sphere of control. You know, yeah, it's, it's got to well, be a little scary. They know what the potential is. I'm sure. I, they, they saw that coming before it was named Bitcoin. They, they saw the potential. I think the thing is though, the, the saving grace for, for most of us is that with that extreme power and how they've controlled the game up to this point, they, they are, they have the bravado to think that we can change this too. We'll change this game. And at times it will, but eventually Bitcoin changes you, you don't change Bitcoin. And that is very true on a, on an individual level, but I think that will be true. I feel that'll be true on a nation state central bank level as well. That they'll, they'll, they'll go along with it thinking they can change it. They'll start to realize they're not changing it and they'll fight it. And then eventually it'll just be, you know, a thing mm. and they'll try to make everyone ignore it. You know, they'll try to make it boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, cause I, I don't know how we would have this same conversation. If, if Bitcoin follows the trajectory, I don't know how we would have this same conversation in 20 years. Like we'd be mm. like, wasn't that crazy back in 2020 when like Bitcoin was the El Salvador was the first country <laughs> to, the, you know, or whatever, like, and, and it'll just be kind of boring. What do you, you mean know? by boring? I don't, what do you mean? So in 20 years, you're saying that it's like, not going to have um, a, the resonance that it has now? Like most most change in humanity is imperceptible at, at the time, you know? Okay. And and so the, it will change things. But and, and, and on looking back, we'll be like, holy shit, we came pretty far, right? Um, but uh, – that like okay for instance the first time you used paypal that was revolutionary yeah that was amazing yeah but now you wouldn't brag like yeah i just paypal this guy dude it's cool like <laughs> you know i mean i mean it's a little different but i but um still it's like revolutionary shit like it's hard at the time to step back and be like, wow, this is amazing. Once it's really like been adopted and, and mass, you know, accepted. Yeah. I guess if that makes sense, or maybe PayPal's not, not as uh, good of an example. Maybe eBay is like, mm-hmm. that was, that's crazy that like basically eBay took, a yard sale, you know, and made it global. Yeah. And like, that's crazy. But now it's just, you don't even use it anymore because it's like, there's better places to look for stuff, (laughs) you know? And so it's possible Bitcoin's like that where Bitcoin only goes up 15% a year. So like people are like back to shit coins, you know, because there's (laughs) more potential there or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or like, 
Bitcoin becomes such a part of, like I was saying about people borrowing against it, right? Maybe that becomes such a thing that it just doesn't really move around that much anymore. There's like huge sales every now and then, but it, it moves around as much as like large commercial real estate in a city does. Mm-hmm. And so like, why would we talk about that? Like it, you know, oh. like everybody's just borrowing off of it and living off of it and, and building things from it, which is, you know, a, a big thing that I guess I wanted to touch on too is that's what I hope comes out of this transfer of wealth from the manipulators and the mustache twirlers, as I've seen them called that I, I kind of like, um, you know, that it, it moves from the, the mustache twirlers to, to us and to the, to the dreamers. Mm. And we build shit with it, not just buy Lambos and whatever. Like we <laughs> make, we make things that like, like for instance, I'm, I'm using a portion of, uh, of my crypto to um, create a, a nonprofit, uh, an LLC for for uh, my uh, property I own in, in New York State to make a hostel, uh, and you know my whole thing is to to donate my uh, portions of my crypto to to build that and then create something and create a culture that just exists after I'm gone, you know, it's, it's mm. owned, it's owned by a, an LLC and it's nonprofit and its whole business model is going to be set to, to maintain and to not cost anybody anything, but to not make anybody anything either. And, um, you know, I, that's the, like, there's definitely great technological stuff that's going to be built because of the, the new found capital and crypto. Um, but I'm hoping there's more humanistic stuff as well, you know, um, nonprofits and charities and stuff like that. That wouldn't have been possible. People wouldn't have had the uh, the financial momentum to be able to do things like that without this this wealth transfer. Um, and so that's like a big picture thing that I hope happens. And I hope in 20 years that's what we're talking about, and 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 not markets and and you know, head and shoulders patterns on the charts and like all the stuff. I I spend a lot of time uh, absorbing all of that content about markets and stuff like that. Like, I just want that to be old news. I want, I want the the things we've created that are going to stay uh, in perpetuity uh, past our time um, that couldn't have been built without, without crypto. Uh, That's what I want to be talking about in 20 years. And and if and, and if that does come to fruition and there's more people with visions like mine and and there's networks of of things like that going on um bitcoin may still be exciting but it won't be as exciting as that if that makes sense i guess yeah totally that's the important aspect of it is giving power to the right kind of people yeah and and, and then thus changing the world yeah that's huge man glad you brought that up i think that's going to yeah. be a thing though it, it should be because you know the people that are into crypto are probably a little more conscious minded, I guess, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I, it's not like I take a survey or anything, but there's definitely different kinds of people that are into crypto. It could be anybody. That's the thing. It could be anybody that could be in this, that has some sort of money and they can get into it and, you know, create something like you're making or whatever it is. It could be anything, yeah. which is amazing. It, it, it changed the world in so many different ways and it's up to yeah. us. It's really yeah. up to us. That's the thing. It's, it's, it gives power to us. It really does. Over time, you know, over time, it gives you the ability to create the life that you really want to create. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and and I think the crossover 
population, the population in the crossover area of crypto and enlightenment and consciousness, whether that's, you know, the psychedelic crowd, the, the yoga crowd, the meditation crowd, the, um, you know, survivalist crowd, whatever, um, the people that are into really the now and, and, and the forever growth of your spirit while you're alive, like those people that have just this like lust for life and experience, but also understand crypto and are into it and invested in, in all that, that, that little cross section, that's going to be the really world changing population. You yeah, know, the, the, the synergy there, um, you know, and that's one reason, like I said, I came across crypto from, from psychedelics, like I, the synergy in psychedelics and crypto is unbelievable to me. And, and yeah. a lot of people, you know, like they don't, don't get it. That's not an accident. Yeah. And you yeah. don't, you don't get it until you really lay it out. Um, but just as simple as like most people bought crypto to buy drugs online, like <laughs> yeah. just right there, there's a, there's a natural synergy. Yeah, I got into Bitcoin to buy uh, mushroom spores. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And, and so like, there's, there's a natural synergy right there. Yeah. Just, just in their, their origin story. Well, not origin psychedelics origin story is way older, but in the origin story in today's culture, yeah. um, you know, because I think psychedelics like had kind of gone by the wayside until the dark market market became a thing. Mm. You know, we were getting more into like synthetic drugs and stuff like that. But like, um, I, I definitely know, um, you know, I was, re I forgot what book I was reading about LSD, but, um, the, 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 as the grateful dead stopped touring, which is funny. I got a, a thing there. Uh, but, um, uh, as the Grateful Dead stopped touring, that was like one of the biggest networks for LSD distribution in yeah. the world. Um, and then also you had, I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube video for the underground LSD missile silo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so like when that guy got busted, they said he was making 80% of the world's LSD. Uh, yeah. You know, there's all this stuff that happened That's right crazy. before the, the dark net. And I think the psychedelic, the classical psychedelic, um, uh, drug networks had kind of died down until crypto became a thing and, and the dark web and stuff like that. And there was this resurgence and revitalization of the psychedelic culture that isn't totally because of crypto, but like it was kind of, you know, yeah, like indirectly I mean, related. It, it, yeah. It utilized it or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of synergy there, and th and that goes for the philosophy of the two cultures as well. And that that yeah, like I I guess what I started off on that tangent was yeah that cross section of like consciousness folks that are also the crypto folks like they're gonna do some fucking awesome shit for this world, you know? I think so, man. I think so too. It's all related to freedom. That's why, like those, you know, the the idea of psychedelia and in crypto, it's. uh it's just related to the idea of being a free thinking individual, you know, that's, it's just being free. You all just want to be liberated. So it's just kind of, the, it's, that's the essence. I think it's just that we all, we just don't want to really be controlled anymore. And that's what's, if you take psychedelics, you know, that's kind of what they show you. They show you a way to, um, I don't know, open up your mind to how we've been conditioned and, uh, you know, we can, we can go down that rabbit hole if you want to, but I mean, it's just really gets down to the essence of, just uh, living your own life, living on your own terms, you know, that's kind of like where these two things hold that synergy. 
I think yeah. at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I think a big thing too, like, especially with psychedelics is like something they teach you is like to not need as much. I need, I need now I need mo I need awareness. I need yeah. consciousness. I need the moment. Yeah, exactly. I don't need these things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and like, yeah, that, I think that that taking that message away from meditation and psychedelics and then also having the 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 wealth transfer opportunity I was talking about, like it gives you that chance of like, as long as I don't get greedy, as long as I am happy with what I have, yeah, Bitcoin and crypto can give you the freedom to just maintain that, you know, yeah. Yeah. like I don't need more and more and more every year. I don't need a better car every year. I don't need that. But if you're stuck being proof of work for the for the system, they're going to make you think you need more and more so that you earn more and more, buy more and more, put more and more into their liquidity, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and so, like, consumerism increases as, you know, uh, economic slavery in, it uh, increases. Mm -hmm. So, thus, like, the less or the more economically free or financially free that you are, the more um or, or the less consumer uh, driven you probably will end up being you know mm -hmm. or should that's what you should be aiming for you know you should be yeah you potentially have that yeah. ability to be yeah definitely oh it's all related yeah it all yeah. makes sense and that's why i wanted to have this convo man because it, you know this it's you know it's it's all related and that's what's mm -hmm. that's what's the beauty of it too it's just like i don't know there's something something special about cryptocurrency obviously we we all know that there's but it's it's just the beginning i really think mm -hmm. it's just the beginning of this whole it's going to change like in 10 years from now can you imagine where this world's going to be in 10 years from the advent of crypto it's going to be crazy we're yeah. going to be talking about like you know it's it's june 25th 2021 we're going to be we think we're going to think back to this day and be like yeah man el Sa like you said el salvador just legalized it like a few weeks ago and we're going to think that that's old news there's going to be yeah plenty of countries that are going to be utilizing it in, in ways that we probably can't even imagine right now. You know, yeah. like, what do you think it holds? What do you think the future holds for crypto? If you could speculate, like, where do you think we're going to go from here? Well, I, I think it's going to change the system, but it's not going to, like I was talking about the individualism. It's not going to make everybody an individualist, you know? And like PayPal and eBay and all those things, those were great tools for, for people to become self-sufficient and to become financially individual, you know, like uh, say you wanted to like open a store, but you couldn't pay for, you know, a, a lease on a place or, or whatever, you know, like eBay gave you that ability to like have your own store out of your house. Right. Yeah. So, Bitcoin's going to provide that opportunity for people that have just been getting raped by interest rates and whatever. And like now they actually have acquired capital in an appreciating asset uh, in a deflationary system in Bitcoin. Now, all of a sudden, even though the system hasn't changed, they're, you know, free of it because they actually like have, you know, room to to, to breathe now or whatever. Yeah, um, value. Yeah. So I think it'll just create more financially secure people, um, mm -hmm. more entrepreneurship, 
um, less corporatism, mm. but um, there all of the problems that we're talking about will still exist. It's just that not as many people will have to get swept into it. Um, so it's like, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be fights over energy cost and mining locations. And like, yeah. I, I think, I and think the mining is, yeah, I think the mining is going to, the mining industry is going to shape into something that really, really resembles, uh, the oil, uh, drilling industry. Um, and all of the global political strife that goes over that. Like, I, I think, you know, mm. that's, that's something that's probably inherent in humans and how we fight over value. Um, I think that that will probably be a part of the Bitcoin world, which, you know, that's one side of the coin you can look at as a negative. Um, uh, I, I don't think Bitcoin will solve that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, um, I, I know, you know, the, the, the meme is Bitcoin fixes this for everything and, and, uh, Bitcoin fixes a lot of stuff, but it doesn't fix everything, you know, yeah. well, that's um, up to, to change to create it. renewable energy forms, you know, right. Yes. People fix everything. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, you know, as far as money, like, I think we're heading towards cashless society anyway. Um, I think for a long time, central banks have wanted to pull an end around on, um, on treasury departments and monetary policy of, uh, uh, of governments. Um, you know, for instance, look at our stimulus coming out of the pandemic. Um, Congress has to pass a bill to give everyone 1200 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. That money is coming from money that the central bank lends the government, but Congress has to pass the ability to do that. The central bank wants to just give that money to people anyway. And so I don't know if you've seen stuff about central bank digital currencies that are being floated around. Um, So I don't think that, I think that kind of would have happened if it wasn't for Bitcoin. Like they wanted to do it. They just didn't know how. And cryptocurrency came around and showed them the roadmap of how to do that. And so I think that uh, central banks are going to do that. Um, That will buy the fiat system probably another 50 to 100 years um of pulling the same old inflation money printing bullshit um but they will they will the narrative will uh, to to demonstrate the need for that to happen will be you know it's safer if we don't have cash and you know like yeah. you don't have to t- you know it's it, that kind of stuff and like oh we can better stimulate the economy and all that but there there is a really big fundamental difference in not that congress is really has the people's best interest in heart um <laughs> but there's still a little check and balance there of spending um by having it you know th- th- that monetary policy needs to be directed by representative democracy if we turn that ability over to a private bank that isn't part of the government, the federal reserve is not part of the government. They're a private Mm -hmm. bank um, that they've been wanting to do that. And I don't think that would have happened without Bitcoin. And I think it's definitely going to happen because of Bitcoin. Um, Mm. And that's a way that they'll fight it. And that that will work for quite some time. Um, So, you know, I haven't really played out all the, the negative consequences of that. Um, 
but I know they'll look like the same negative consequences of the last 50 years of fiat too. You know, it'll just be a little different and there'll be a lot more free money going around and a lot of people will be getting a lot of checks and they will think they're doing great. And the minimum wage is going to go up to $15 an hour and you know, your cell phone plan is going to stay a little bit higher, but probably the same because everything's going to be on that, but your rent's going to be sky high. Your gas is going to be sky, you know, everything's going to go up in price, but at the same time, there's going to be money flowing around. So who cares? (laughs) And I think that'll start to become more apparent and it will drive more and more people to um, try to understand inflation and deflation and uh, Bitcoin will just continue growing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it'll just always be this, like, you know, the 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 standard fiat economy is always going to be the six lane highway. But mm-hmm. I think crypto is going to be the back. It's it's the back country. It's the gravel road right now. And mm-hmm. I think in ten years they'll pave it. Okay. I think I think in in twenty years they'll put lines on it, and there'll be some <laughs> gas stations on it, and some street lights. You know, it'll just kind of like be this alternative path that. Like just keeps getting upgrades and more and more people live along it and more and more people are driving on it. (laughs) But there's always going to be that highway over there with fucking potholes and speed traps and toll booths. And yeah, you know, right. It's a shitty, (laughs) but both roads, both roads take us to the transcendental object at the end of time though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's beautiful, man. (laughs) I think we can wrap it up at that point. Hey man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, summing it up is we're still so early, you know, we're still so early in this whole process. So it's understandable why people don't really see it and they don't understand why it's a thing. But if you're aware enough and you're conscious enough and you have a little bit of financial intelligence, a little bit, you don't even need a lot. If you kind of can pay attention to a little bit of what's going on in the world, you'll get why cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is obviously going to, um, be, I was going to say be the next big thing, but it already is the next big thing and be incorporated into our lives um, as, as the days go on. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's up to us. It's up to you, anyone listening, anyone watching, if you've watched this far, it's up to you to do the research at this point. Like no one's going to do it for you. It's up to, if the, the more research you do, honestly, the more you're going to believe in this. That's the way I see it, at least. For me, at least, the more research that I do into cryptocurrency and the more I read about it, listen to podcasts, watch videos, whatever it is, the more I'm like, yep. Oh, this is crazy. Like, yeah, this is all 100% changing the world. 100%. So it's up to us as sovereign individuals, uh, everywhere to, uh, to play the game or else it's going to play you.